No matter who you are, things in your life probably aren't going as expected, whatever that means. But the things you are doing right now, no matter what they are, that's your life. It's not a plan B. I'm your host, Madeline Mortensen, and you're listening to This Is Not A Backup Plan. Welcome back to This Is Not A Backup Plan. I'm so glad you're here. I am really proud of myself because I'm recording this on Tuesday night instead of Friday night. So it feels like a large improvement from last week. I feel like this is my first official episode back because last week's episode kind of felt like a halfway back. I felt like by the time I was recording it, I was just kind of panicked and throwing it together. And now I feel like I can settle in and I feel like I can chat and I don't feel like I'm in a rush the way I did last week. I am living for the fall weather. I feel like the temperatures are finally perfect. I like not really needing a jacket. I like um, also not sweating to death. So I'm hoping for a few more weeks of this. I've been back from my trip for like a week and a half. And so I feel like I'm in my routines now and I feel like the weather is right and I'm ready to start doing my fall things. When I moved away from Logan this summer, I told people like, I'm not going to miss it. I'm really ready to leave, but I'm going to feel nostalgic for it. And the nostalgia is hitting in a lot sooner than I anticipated. I've spent like almost every fall of my adult life in Logan. And something about being in a smaller farming community that's really close to the mountains is just perfect for fall. It's just like the kind of place that was made for fall. And so I'm thinking I'm probably going to need to drive up there to just like see the leaves and see the pumpkin patches and like feel the small town fall vibes because there's nothing like a small town in the fall. It's why Gilmore Girls always feels like it's fall. No matter what season it is in the show, it's just always fall in Gilmore Girls, which is probably one of the best things about the show because if there was going to be an eternal season, I think fall would be a really good one to pick. In this week's episode, I'm chatting with a really delightful guest. Her name is Amelia Rose. She has a podcast called Say Lummy. Instagram recommended her podcast to me, and I just found it delightful. And one of the things that she had been talking about recently was this being her first fall since she had graduated college and how it was interesting to not be going back to school. She shared some of her tips for people who are in college, what she felt like helped get her through. And so with that, I was just really curious what her adjustment to full time professional work had been like. I think that's a big curve for young adults. It's a big shift into a big new life stage. And so I really wanted to talk about what she had been noticing, what had been helping her and what she had been enjoying with that. Hello, Amelia. Thank you so much for joining me. I've been really looking forward to chatting with you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. So before we get started with our conversation, will you just take a minute to introduce yourself and to introduce your podcast that you do? Of course. Yeah. My name is Amelia Rose. I am the host of Say Law Me, which is a lifestyle podcast I started about two years ago. I am 23 and I work in the publishing industry at a magazine. And I think that's about it. Awesome. So today we're going to talk about post-college graduation life, working full-time, transitioning from being a student to full-time professional life. Can you just start out by telling me about what you studied in school and then about what you're doing for work now? 
Yeah, so that's kind of a wild ride. I actually went to college as a music major, first off, and I majored in music my entire freshman year. Decided my second semester freshman year that I didn't want to do that, but I had to continue with the courses in order to keep my scholarship. So I continued on that semester, but changed my major at the end of that semester. So I started off sophomore year in a completely different major. I chose interdisciplinary studies, which is a long phrase that basically is it's a third electives, a third gen ed requirements, and then a third concentration. And you get to customize your concentration. It's used a lot for people who have two interests in like different disciplines. And so I just really wanted to be able to apply my music credit somewhere. And that major allowed me to still, I guess, graduate on time. So I chose that one. And I ended up kind of doing a lot of communications classes, a lot of writing classes, and a lot of different publication design courses. So that's mainly what I ended up majoring in. Cool. Tell me a little bit about what drew you to your writing and your communications classes. Why was that a field that you were wanting to study? Yeah, so I wrote music a lot in middle school and high school, and I was always like, I love writing lyrics and all of that. I'm not so good with melody, but I really enjoy writing and expressing myself. So when I decided I didn't want to do music anymore, it made sense to pursue the part of music that I really enjoyed, which was the writing aspect. And so I've always been writing ever since I was little in different forms. And so I decided, okay, we'll go with that. And I didn't completely commit straight away, but I mapped out, okay, if I were to continue with writing, here's how I would do it. So my sophomore year took that year to do a lot of my general education requirements while also doing some concentration courses in writing, seeing how I liked it. I ended up really liking it. And so I continued on with writing classes. That's really cool. So I also studied a communications major when I went to college. I studied journalism and communication, and I did work in news media, but now I work in PR. So I think the one thing that makes communication really awesome is also the thing that makes it really hard is you can do a lot of things with it, which is really awesome that it opens so many doors. But then when you're like picking a career, when you're deciding like what areas to look into, it can feel like there is so much that's Mm -hmm. open. So can you tell me then about as you were getting close to graduation, as you were thinking about finding work, what were you considering and looking for a career and looking for how you wanted to apply your degree? Yeah, well, my sophomore year, I started I started writing for my student magazine, and I really enjoyed that. But I was like, I'm not sure. I live in Alabama. It's not really like New York. It's not known for its magazines or anything like that. So I was like, I'm not sure about this, but I really enjoy it. So I was like, all right, so something where I could get something printed, I could get my name on something that's really fun. And so I ended up taking some more classes like that. I took a lot of journalism classes like you did. And I was like, okay, maybe like news media, every town, just about every city has some sort of news organization. So maybe I'll think about that. And so I ended up getting involved in my student newspaper and really enjoyed that. While at the same time, I was like, okay, I want to know what's around here because I did want to stay in my city, at least for the first year post-grad because I was like, getting a new job is a lot of work. I want to adjust to one thing at a time. I don't want to have to move to a new city and adjust to a new job. So I decided, yeah, I'm going to do some internships around here, see what's out there and what I might be interested in. So I did a few internships, one in a magazine. And then my senior year, I ended up doing an internship at a local news organization and then at a different magazine. And I combined my classes also with 
outside experience to inform myself what's available and what do I like. And so then what like what types of jobs are you applying for? Is this magazine that you're at one that you interned that you're coming back to? Is this a new one for you? Tell me a little bit about the path to the job you have right now. Yeah, all of the places that I interned, I was like, all right, they all seem like they might be a possibility for employment post-grad. But this magazine that I work at now was one of the internships that I did when I was a senior in college my last semester. And I was like, oh, I really like this. We write a lot of lifestyle content. We write a lot about the different people in my city. We write a lot of stuff about like people's houses and it's just some really good, fun, like food and all of that. And so it's just like the really amazing like it celebrates the area we're in and I was like wow this kind of writing this is really what I love I love this and so when I was interning there I was like okay like trying to keep my eye out if there were any positions available and so all my internships led up to that I interned at a trade magazine and so while I was writing about machinery and like all of that it wasn't necessarily the content that I loved but I did love the type of writing that I was doing. And then the news internship really helped me figure out, okay, because I was going between two paths. I was like, do I want to do news? Do I want to do magazines? Let's see. And so I ended up being able to, even though I love news, just roll it out for me professionally and then be able to say, okay, I really like the magazine stuff. So I did intern at the magazine. I was so lucky to get a job there and now I'm working there. That's so exciting. This internship, did you go from being an intern to being full-time or was there a break based on your semesters? Tell me a little bit about when you started working full-time, how long you've been doing that, how that's been going. So I ended up, I started interning in January and my internship went till April. And on the last day, they interviewed me and was like, do you, you know, are you interested in this? And I was like, yes, I am. And so I ended up accepting a job that started in May. So I graduated in May and I think there was maybe a week and a half to two weeks after graduation. And then I started my job. So I've been working there since May. So there's a tiny little break, but not much like a month between internship and full-time job. Fairly recently, you did an episode about like looking back at college, like what you feel like your advice was for now that you'd completed that degree. So now that you've been at your job for a few months, I'm curious, can you talk about what the transition's been like from being a college student to being professional, working full-time, just all like Just a general overview. What's been good? What's been hard? What's it been like? Yeah, so it was a lot, I guess, a lot different than I expected. I said that I would give myself maybe like two weeks to get into my job. And then I knew I would be able to nail down the schedule that I really liked and all of that. I would be able to figure everything out. And it took at least twice that time, if not more. I'm still trying to figure out exactly like what my morning routine is and trying to tweak everything to where I'm like really liking it. And I feel like I have pretty good footing, but it was definitely a lot Uh, a lot longer of a process than I expected. But yeah, I feel like going from college student to professional, like full-time employee is interesting because it's like you've been working towards this in college the entire time, the entire four years that you go to college. And then you have it and you're like, wow, okay, this is what I've been working towards. And so much changes from the way you dress. I dress differently than I dressed when I went to college. And I'm still trying to figure that out. And the way you act, especially going from intern to full-time, it's, yeah, okay. I always had the, I'm an intern and I always tried my best. I never let that be an excuse, but that was my identity in the company. Then you go to full-time and you're like, okay, I'm actually like a team member. I'm an employee. So it's just an interesting switch in your brain. 
And so the things I think have that have been easy is probably since I've interned with this company, I'm able to already know how things work. So there's not as much of an adjustment on my part being a full-time employee because I've already interned. So I could see that from the outside looking in and now I'm inside and I'm like, oh yeah, this works exactly the same way I saw it work when I was interning. Something that has been hard has just been adjusting and trying to, you know, you, I guess you contribute at a higher level when you're employed versus when you're interning. And so just trying to be like, okay, I'm going to tweak this to perfection and all of that and just figure out you're more involved as an employee. And so trying to figure out exactly like how you're going to execute this article or how you're going to frame this and all of that, just working every day towards something versus coming in twice, three times a week is you're a lot more involved. So getting used to that has been really rewarding and exciting. And so it's a good kind of hard, but it also is a challenge. That makes a lot of sense. I think a big difference from like school to full-time work is the schedule because when you're Mm -hmm. a student, your days are like really flexible. Like you can do stuff at random times of the day, but you also have homework. You also always have something you could be studying for, always something you could be working on. You can be doing homework on the weekend. And then when you're full-time, your daytime schedule is a little bit more rigid, but depending on what you're doing, there's stuff that you can just leave behind at work. So I'm curious what it's like for you and how do you feel about that change? Do you like that? Do you miss some of the freedom for anyone? When you were a student, how are you feeling about that newness to your schedule? Oh my gosh, yes. So I was definitely a student who was like, you could always be studying, you could always be working on something. And so for me, being post-grad, being like, when you leave, you leave your work. That is so rewarding for me because I have a hard time shutting myself off, shutting my mind off from work. And still now, even though I don't do work at home for the most part, Sometimes I'll still be thinking, okay, like, how do I phrase that in the article? And how do I write that? And what road do I want to take? But not being able to necessarily just log on and do things is so nice for me because I can get a break. I've honestly been loving the fact that I have more time to read now. I'm not reading textbooks. I'm not reading the material for classes and stuff. I get to actually read books that I really want to read because I was an average reader in high school and in middle school. And so just being able to re-enjoy that hobby has been so much fun. But yeah, the schedule, it's really interesting. You work, at least I work from around eight to five. And just seeing that, okay, that time's blocked off for work. It's wow. Okay. So the time before and the time after is completely mine, but like that whole chunk is work. And so being able to schedule things like this interview, I'm like, okay, I'm available Friday afternoons and weekends for this. So it is interesting to operate around your work schedule while also just being able to completely pretty much enjoy your time because it's your time. I completely agree. Like I sometimes miss like being able to like schedule things during the day and just choosing to work on something at a different time. But at the same time, it's so nice to be like, nope, I've closed my laptop for the day. Like I don't have to be doing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so, it's so good for people, like for people who ever think, which is me, it's so nice to be able to be like, okay, you know what? This is your time. I love it that I have a work laptop and my laptop. So I don't have all that all those work documents on my desktop. It's just nice to be able to shut it and be like, I'll open you up Monday morning. 
So beyond reading, which was something that I just really feel like I gained again when I graduated, and I've heard that from so many people. I think a lot of people that were readers as kids feel so sad in college. They're like, I'm not a reader anymore, but it's just college. (laughs) If you are a reader, you'll be a reader again, which is one of the most joyful things in life. What are other things that you're either rediscovering or new things that you're enjoying implementing in your life now that you're a postgraduate? Honestly, since the semester schedule changes every semester, like your class schedule does, I'm rediscovering the joy of having a routine and having a very set routine. And I know in a few years, I'm going to want to change it up. But I'm really enjoying knowing, okay, I go in at eight, I come back at five. And that time beforehand and afterwards is mine. So I can figure out, okay, do I want to get up early and exercise? Or do I want to just have some quiet time for myself? Because in college, in some semesters, I would have classes at 8 a.m., And so I would get into a routine. They take a while for me to implement. And then by the time I was comfortable with my routine, the semester would be over. And then I'd have a day where my classes started at 11 or something. And some days classes weren't the same. And so I really do love being able to have that routine that I'm like, it's going to remain pretty consistent unless we have some something out of the ordinary happening. But besides that, probably just I do a lot more journaling now. Actually, since starting the podcast, I don't do as much journaling, but I do more journaling now that I'm post-grad because I'm like, cool, like I can set this up and have a reminder on my phone, journal when you get home because you're feeling some things and you need to write it down. So probably journaling and also a lot of women in my office really like crocheting and they're really good at it and I'm not that good at it, but I used to do it in high school. So just kind of getting that motivation from them, like seeing how much they love it and then also being able to have the time. I'm like, cool, I'm going to pick that back up. That's really cool. So something that I'm always curious about from people's personal experiences is I grew up in a culture where marriage and motherhood was really first and foremost for women and women were really encouraged to not work outside of the home. So although I was encouraged to get a degree, the thought was like, odds are really good you won't use your degree. You'll be a parent. You'll stay at home with your children. And my life has taken a completely different turn than that. And so working full-time isn't something I imagined myself doing, but it's what I'm doing now and I really love it. I feel really lucky. I feel really excited. So I'm curious from your personal experience, did you imagine yourself working full-time when you were growing up? How does this fit into what you saw of your vision of your life? How is this different? Yeah, just what was it that you were imagining you'd be doing at this point? Gosh, um, depends on when you would have asked me this question, like in different points in my life. Definitely when I went into college, I'm like, yeah, I'll be like in a band and I'll be singing or playing guitar or something. That's what I'll be doing after college. I honestly don't know that I ever necessarily thought of myself working in an office or writing or anything. I knew I would write in some capacity, but I didn't know that my job would be basically being an editorial assistant and writing articles and helping with photo shoots and all that. I didn't imagine this necessarily, but it kind of looking back, it makes sense. I don't know. I don't know that I really thought so much of it as work. I just was like, what's the thing that I'm going to be into? So I never really thought like an office setting or nine to five or any of that. But my passion has been writing and getting to tell people's stories. So even though I didn't quite imagine this, it falls into line of what I wanted to do. 
I love that so much. I think there are so many jobs. Like when you're a kid, you think of veterinarian and you think of the person who delivers the mail. You think of like a baker. And then there are all these like, I listened to a podcast she refers to them as vague marketing jobs, but there are all these jobs that like make the world go round and are really interesting that people who like to write and tell stories can do. And so it is really fun to think that like when you were a kid, would you imagine this? No, but like that it does line up with your passions. That's really fun to see come together. I mean, it's interesting. I was just thinking about this the other day. I was like, wow, I mean, my job entails a lot more than just writing, but like writing is something like anytime I get an article assigned, I'm like, yes, I love this. This is so fun. And so I was just like, wow, I get paid to do what I love. I do a lot of other things, but I get paid to write. I didn't even know. Like part of me was like, I didn't realize that was something you could do, which sounds dumb when you think about it. But it's also just, I guess I didn't realize that that was something that I could do. I was like, this is so awesome. And so it's just that moment of realization of, yeah, I'm so lucky to get to do what I love. And with the kind of work you're doing, which is adjacent to things I've done at different points, is like you're getting paid to have conversations with interesting people. You're getting paid to like, if you have questions or if there's something you've wondered about, like you're getting paid to do that research and to be with a person and to care about what they're saying. That's a really exciting experience. Mm -hmm. It definitely is. And I've met, I've already met so many really cool people. I just interviewed an artist that I didn't even know lived in my city and he was so cool and I got to learn all about his life and how he started his art and it was something that he did after retirement and I was like oh my gosh this is so inspiring this is so neat and I get tasked with telling your story and that's an honor and it's cool to get to meet you and so it's opened my eyes I always knew my city was a cool city it's just I love living here I'm not someone who necessarily was like I have to get away from my hometown and no hate to anyone who has but for me I'm like I love it here But getting to work to tell the stories of the people in my city is, oh my gosh, that's just something that I can't get over. And I'm just so excited about it. It's opened my eyes to like, I knew the city was cool, but like here are all the ways that it's super, super cool. So we do a lot of history. We do a lot of telling people's current stories, people who are living here present day. And so it just is a really complete picture of like my area. I love that. That's so awesome. Oh, I was going to say, from listening to your podcast, from talking to you, it sounds like you're someone that's like really good at following a plan, like (laughs) really good at this is what I need to do to succeed. I'll be doing this. I feel like college really caters well to that type of personality. And that then when you graduate, things are much more ambiguous. Are there things you're doing that could help yourself set new goals or the things you're doing to help yourself continue to progress? And how does that look different than the way you've done it when you've been a student? Yeah, that's so interesting because your class schedule, you're going to be there around four years, give or take, and you know the progression when you're in college. You're like, cool, I do this class, then I do the other class, and I just continue down the line. Now, post-grad, it's like, okay, every day could be the same or every day could be different depending on what you do, and there's no steps to necessarily take. But for me, obviously, I want to progress in my career. I love what I'm doing, but I am focusing my efforts on being consistent. I'm focusing my efforts on, okay, do this task to the very best of your ability. And if there's any chance to go to any like sort of event, if you're ever invited, sometimes we'll get invited to events after work where we're going as a company or we're going representing my company. And so I always say yes to those because you never know who you're going to meet. And networking is always something that's a little bit awkward, but I might as well take advantage of it. I'm the new person in the company, so I might as well just try to 
meet people and show my face and just get the company well and represent myself well. And so I'm doing that. I am keeping a planner, which allows me honestly to see how much free time I have in between certain things and also on the weekends and all that. And so that honestly allows me to be like, okay, cool. I know that I can go to this. That will help me in my career, this event, this talk. I can listen to this podcast within this time frame, and it can help me succeed down the line. So I'm still trying to figure out my specific goals are, but right now I'm just focusing on consistency, saying yes to every opportunity unless I have a conflict or a really good reason to say no, and just trying to be as active and as as busy as possible and not a mindless sort of busy, but a really productive type of busy. I have loved chatting with you so much. It's been so fun to hear about your job. It's been so fun to hear about what you've been up to. Is there anything you want to add that's come to your mind that you haven't had a chance to share during our conversation? I don't know. I just think that even though I'm not in college, it's still a learning experience. It totally is. And life is a learning experience, as cheesy as that sounds. But it's just interesting, especially the first few months post-grad, just how much you end up learning, even though you're not in that academic environment anymore. And so I'm just like really looking forward to continuing to learn how I'm going to continue to grow and expand my abilities and all that. Awesome. I love that so much. Before we wrap up, do you want to tell people where they can find you on the internet? Sure. So I've got a website, saylamepodcast.com that links to all my social profiles, but quickly I will plug my Instagram. It is Podcast. I believe that's the handle. Just created it. So even though I've been podcasting for two years, it's just starting from the ground up. So go ahead and follow me there if you liked this conversation. Awesome. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great evening. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time, Amelia Rose. I'm so glad that we could visit and I'm so glad I could get to know you better. And thank you so much to you for listening. If you want to follow me, you can find me on Twitter at Madeline K. You can find me on Instagram at not a backup plan. And you can support this podcast on Patreon. All of these things are in the show notes. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. It's really quick on Spotify. You just tap the stars. And on Apple Podcasts, you can write down something that you're enjoying about the show. So I would love to get that feedback from you. I have a few good episodes in the can that are going to be ready to go in the next few weeks. I'm not quite sure which one I'm going to use for next week, but I can promise you that it will be wonderful. And in the meantime, remember, this is your life. It's not a plan B. (laughs) 